Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Fancy Fitbab Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of Fantasy Fitbab. My name is John and I'm sat here on this dreech middle of January, middle of lockdown 3.0 night with a can of Stella, my best pal Scobie. How you doing, mate? I'm good. Just the two of us again tonight. <laughs> Got rid of that moaning, that moaning fella who was on with us last week. Too he, really, he really sucked the atmosphere of the show, didn't he? All that Celtic chat. Yeah. Uh, it was a pleasure to have him on, but pleasure to be back. Uh, to Always a pleasure to chat fantasy football uh, with you, John. That's it, that's it. How's your week been in lockdown? Oh, you know, well, lots of football on. So yeah. at least, like the Christmas feast of football has continued, doesn't it? Which is quite nice. Um, it's almost, there's games every, every, every night, it feels like, in the moment. So, yeah, plenty to talk about. Um, Although that that a bit of a dry spell on the horizon this weekend, I think we'll get into that. Oh, in I know, <laughs> I know. We've got oh God, listeners. It's only two fixtures this weekend. What are we gonna do? So, how will we take this podcast on this week? Well, we will obviously start with the new part one section. It was a rip roaring success last week. It's going to be broader now, <laughs> and then we will dive into part two, where Scooby will take us around the grounds. Uh, to see, uh, I'm sure, the demolition of Dingwall amongst other. <laughs> <laughs> so happy I spent. Would I do money. that to you, John? Would I do that to you? So happy I spent my 15 quid on that on Saturday afternoon. Brilliant. And uh, and then we'll do part three. We've got a break of questions from you guys because everyone's shiting their breaks about this random game week of two matches coming up, and then a rake of double game weeks on the horizon. It's exciting times, Scooby. It is. It is. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be quite something over the next couple of weeks. Still not quite worked out myself. Um, but, it's, and it, but it's been tough. It's been tough, I must say, just from the, from the off. Um, mm. Last sort of few weeks, it's, it's been certainly getting trickier picking these teams. I agree. I mean, I think we'd, we'd sort of fallen into a decent pattern of knowing who the key scorers, the key mm-hmm. point scorers, importantly, in Fantasy Football Scotland were for teams throughout the league. And that's not just including Rangers, where we mm. obviously fell uh, naturally to at the start of the season. And it's felt difficult again. So that's why we're here, isn't it, Scobie? To try and help guide everyone. <laughs> and I feel the pressure even more. But yes, it is uh, it's why we're here. So... Let's get into it, John. Is it, John, is it bra or not, or is it bra and not? We've still not established this. Bra or not, or bra or boz. I was quite liking it bra as well. <laughs> well, <laughs> you kick boss. us off this week. You kick us off this week. Where I'll are you going to take us first, bra or not? In, in this bleak January, I will stick us off with a positive, and that is a bra. And I'm going back to Easter Road, and it's focusing on their signings. I've just been so impressed with the business that's been going on. Uh, amongst Jack Ross's men this January. You know, they've had a decent track record so far. Um, you know, think back to the summer, Gogic, great signing. I'm sure we'll talk about his Thunderbolt at Easter Road at the weekend. Um, you know, we've also got uh, Nisbet has been great. So to build on the signings, they've signed Matt Macy, goalkeeper, 2.6 million in Fantasy Football Scotland. Marciano has been injured and out for a wee while now, and probably has been the reason that hips have been poor lately, I'd say. Mm. But I think this is a really clever signing, Scobie, at six uh, foot and seven inches. He's a tall bastard, as they say. 
<laughs> he's a big boy. And it's a, a two keepers they brought in, isn't it? Because they had to bring in some cover. So they, they, they fairly stacked the right. stack their load there. Yeah, so I, th- I just think Macy seems like a sensible option. And, you know, for fantasy football Scotland owners, if Marciano does get this injury back, then I think Macy's a great shout at 2.6. Yep. You know, former Arsenal youth. Um, had a really good debut at Celtic Park, a couple of good stops, obviously couldn't do anything for that excellent Turnbull free kick. So I've been enjoying that. Another piece of business that really caught my eye Easter Road this week was Chris Cadden. He's 3.8 million in the game. Used to be at Motherwell. Uh, He was at Motherwell when they got to those two cup finals under uh, Robinson in 2018. And he also earned two caps for Scotland uh, under Alex McLeish during the summer tour to Peru and Mexico. God, how we'd love to go to those countries now. And he was on penalties sort of at the back end of that Motherwell career. So I just think that's one to watch there, Scobie. You got any yeah, problems? weird time that he came in and got his Scotland caps, wasn't it, under McLeish? Uh, blooded a lot of talent. And he felt quite far removed because they were playing all those games halfway around the world. But um, yeah, Cadden, interesting one. Being one of that raft of Scottish players that ended up out in the States. Guy Mackay Stephen, uh, yeah. obviously, need to bring that up. If we're talking about yeah, great yeah. signings for Hibs, he's a great sign for Hearts, and he'll be a great one to watch next year um, in the Premiership if we get there, um, and on Fantasy Football Scotland as well. And also, yeah, down I twisted the... that into a Hearts answer at the Hibs question. Brilliant. He'll also be a great one to watch down the River Forth. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Also notice, uh, we, we just dwell on Hearts for a second, or Hibs, sorry. They're in for Lafferty's, the rumours. And uh, they're trying to, because I think Hearts are maybe trying to get Cal Lafferty back as well. Is there anything, any truth in that, do you know? Yeah, I heard a bit of chatter about it as well. I can't see him going to Hibs, but you, you never know. I don't, I don't, you know, I think um, he, needs, he needs to go back somewhere. It's just a funny old career of Cal Lafferty, isn't it? She'd never have left hearts in the first place. We digress. We digress. I'm now going to move on to my gnaw for the week. And the gnaw is these upcoming fixtures. There is only two matches this week, Scobie. What the shit is going on? Thank goodness our good friend Sutty on Twitter has delivered us with a fixture tracker to try and navigate these choppy waters that are upcoming. Just to try and put a bit of context into this. And then, Scobie, you can... Give me your opinion on here. This weekend, we just have Motherwell playing Aberdeen and we have Ross County playing Rangers. And then next weekend, we've actually got just a normal weekend of fixtures. But going on after that, there is double game weeks coming out your ears. <laughs> they certainly are. They certainly are. Um, yeah, shout out to Maz for this. He... Um... He deserves a clap outside on a Thursday night for his fixture work this year. He's been he's been brilliant keeping us on top of it. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Look, the one that sticks out is St Mirren, um, who have found their feet certainly this season of late. Four double game weeks. Now, what that does to their squad, I don't quite know. That's almost, you know, bordering on the ridiculous eight games and in four weeks so Goodwin's going to have a job in his hands there certainly every player can't play every game but you know lots to think about there a couple of others that stick out would be Aberdeen I quite like Aberdeen's fixtures the double against Livingston which is not an easy thing at the moment Um, but if they're going to turn the season around they'll fancy themselves there and they've also got some moon so there's some really interesting stuff in there Celtic is another one but you know we spend enough time talking about them 
Yeah. I think my advice here would be, listeners, is to not take a significant hit ahead of this weekend's yeah. fixtures. I think it's going to be a really low-scoring weekend regardless. And, you know, as long as you use your free transfer to definitely get a player in that is going to play, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'd, you know, take more of a hit just considering how crazy it's going to get going forward. Exactly. And also, I think the league's pretty unpredictable at the moment because, um, you know, teams that have been underperforming are still pulling out results. The likes of, you know, Kilmarnock, Motherwell now with new manager, that new manager bounce coming through a lot of clubs then, Ross County, as we're going to talk about. Um, you know, Livingston, we've seen it's been unbelievable. So, I mean, the whole season's turned on its head. Um, yeah, don't try and second guess it because you'll, you'll get a nice slap in the pus if you do try and do that. Superb. Scooby, what are your bra boys for the week? Bra boys. My, um, I'm going to start with my no. Uh, he was on my hit list a little bit last week because he'd let me down significantly. But my no, the man I'm no loving at the moment is Stevie May. So it's not of his own doing. Um, I just think he's fallen in a situation whereby Melamed and Kane are starting to form potentially a bit of a partnership. Really like what I've seen um, from Melamed so far. He sets up Kane for the goal um, on Saturday. Okay, it was only 1-0. They've not played loads of minutes together yet. But um, Chris Kane, six goals in the season now. He should have actually had two on Saturday, by my reckoning. Um, it was a lovely ball in again from Wotherspoon, who's been, who's been great. They've got lots of players that can create goals there. And if the two of them, you know, can continue that um, that kind of chemistry they've got, I just going to find it hard for the big man to find his way back into the team. So Stevie May is my no. Um, do you agree with that? I mean, Stevie May has probably been the blown the most hot and cold individual on this podcast this season. We've gone from singing, who the fuck is Stevie May, to... Stevie May, we love you. And now it's back to who the fuck are you, Stevie May? Gave you my team. <laughs> I know, it's been an up and down one for him. And it really did feel like he was coming into form, but yeah, he's off. But yeah, on that, Melamed, Kane, um, definitely have them in. Um, St. Johnston have a double game week. Uh, Rangers is one of the fixtures within that. But um, the way they're playing at the moment, I think they'll, they'll fancy where they are, where they are at. So um, I'd be considering them. So, the flip side on that, um, what is my bra? Well, it was another clean sheet for Hamilton. So, I'm afraid it's going to have to be Hamilton's defence is, is my bra this week. Um, so, on Saturday, it was a nil-nil draw with Dundee United, um, which is always means lots of points from a fantasy football perspective. Um, but for Hamilton, they've sort of quietly gone about making it three clean sheets in their past four games, six in total now in the season, um, which sort of puts them just below, uh, obviously, Southern Rangers, Aberdeen Heads, Dundee United and, and Livingston. Just, so comparatively as to where they are in the table, um, they've, they're keeping a lot more clean sheets than they would... Yeah, they would do, you know what, do you know what else is really interesting, Scobie, is that Fulton, the Hamilton goalkeeper, has the lowest shot percentage save of any goalie in the Scottish Premiership this season at 63%. This actually... There you go. That is the, the defence, and the Dolphins got the most uh, blocks in the league. So it's clearly... He does, and he was man the match again. He's still yeah. just 2.2 million. And I, you know, looking at that, he's scored more than the likes of Richard Tate, Declan Gallagher... Stodzy, our man, uh, Doig, Laxell. He scored more than all these players. 2.2 million. 
unfortunately for me, he's stuck on my bench. I thought I might see an appearance from him if uh, Ryan Christie hadn't managed to play last night, but he did. Um, but yeah, another seven points sitting there. So, look, I really like it from Hamilton. Um, are they easy to predict? No, but they've got some fixtures coming up where I could see this happening again. Um, so, yeah, they are my bra this week. Well, let's finish part one on a bra note and get out. Welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fit Bar pod. Scobie, where would you like to start? Where am I going to start? Well, this week, John, I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't start up in Dingwall. Let's start as far north as possible and work our way down through the country. How about that? Uh, we'll start with Ross County in Aberdeen. Did you watch it, John? Oh, I did. And I paid money for it. You know, I sat down and, and in this lockdown, you know, Saturday afternoons, watching your team is... That'll cheer me up. Time. And uh, Yogi, Yogi Bear... Yogi Bear took a big steaming shite on my He's, table in front of me. He did. Yeah, this big pot of honey and place to go. Well, just to recap for those of you that didn't spend your Saturday watching that game, uh, and to recap on where Aberdeen have been this month, it's not exactly been the happy hunting for them in January. Uh, a loss and a draw. So, thinking a trip to Dingwall, a place they'd won nine out of their last ten games, was exactly what the doctor ordered, was it not? Um, well, no, you'd be wrong. Ollie Shaw kicks off Ross County and scores after 38 seconds. Tidy little finish after Aberdeen's centre-backs were playing a bit of fall the ball. Um, I think Taylor actually did jump out of the way of that shot. It was <laughs> quite, quite remarkable of a centre-half to do that. He looks really <laughs> confused after what just happened. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't great. And then you had Harry Payton, who looked like Andrea Perlo out there. Picked out Charlie Lacken at the back post. Lovely ball. Uh, really like where Payton's been at, the, at this point. He's, he, he's, he looks fantastic. And I actually saw a thing that suggested he's one of the form players in fantasy football Scotland at the moment, four midfielders. But yeah, picks out Lacken, makes it 2-0. So Charlie Lacken, he's on loan from Birmingham City. For those of you who don't know mm. much about him, he's got two now. Uh, looks like he's starting to really settle in under Yogi. I imagine Yogi sticks with him now because he's... I thought he was the standout midfielder in here. I mean, Yogi's got them, got these guys running. And yeah. they're quite an outstanding, like, sort of beast of a side that are just running through brick walls for him, which is kind of yeah. what you'd expect. And Lacken, for me, is the outstanding midfielder there. And also, from a Fantasy Football Scotland perspective, is getting forward enough to offer you that value. Uh, and I'm sure we'll come on to Shaw again, but he just looks like a real class act and someone that's settled in really well under John Hughes. Yeah, both playing well. And, you know, with Lacken, it's, it's always nice to see a player come up from England and actually manage to step up to this level. Um, so, yeah, just really pleased, pleased for the boy. Uh, Ross Laidlaw, big Ross Laidlaw was a giant in this game, actually. Lots of good save to deny Hoban amongst, amongst others. Um, Lacavetti was pretty unfortunate with the own goal uh, just before halftime, which made it 2-1. But, um, and one of the worst times to concede, obviously. Um, but no, they could not build on that. Shaw made it three from a corner. I'm not quite sure what Joe Lewis or the Aberdeen 
back line we're up to there. Uh, <laughs> and I don't really know what they're doing for the next one either. Uh, Jermaine Hilton's goal, which sealed the deal at 4-1. It was pretty appalling stuff, was it not, John? Yeah, it was pure. I mean, look, I think, I mean, not to get all Craig Gagan on you here, but this was the worst, one of the worst results, league results under McInnes mm. that he's had at Aberdeen. The performance, actually, as you say, you know, Laidlaw did make some good saves. So I'm not saying they didn't create anything, mm. but result-wise, to lose 4-1 to bottom of the league, Ross County is really poor. That's now the third time this season that Aberdeen have played the team that are bottom of the league, and on each occasion, they have failed to win. Now, this is, in previous seasons, always been McInnes' sort of bread and butter, is that he yep. wins the games you expect to win, gets his confidence back on side. Um, so that's been really worrying. And I think you touched on it as well. The creativity and the goal scoring of Aberdeen just now is really worrying. They've only scored two goals in January and they haven't scored more than two goals in a game since October. And from Fantasy Football Scotland perspective, that gets me really worried because actually Aberdeen players are priced quite expensively if you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And he doesn't seem to have anyone else to look to. I mean, the, the Cosgrove and main experiment continues to not work. Mm. Both, I mean, Cosgrove just is breath of all confidence, isn't he? Um, Cosgrove just looks like, he looks like the player he was when he joined Aberdeen and he's also stopped doing all the good stuff he was doing off the ball, like running around and kind of just looks disinterested. Curtis Main, I've had enough of even saying his name. Uh, and, the, and the issue with this game was that the defence fell apart. So Hoban was really bad. I mean, Aberdeen's defence has been the one thing that's been going, but Hoban was poor, uh, which was disappointing. And then it's worrying for Aberdeen going forward as well, because Ash Taylor, Ross McCrory and Johnny Hayes all left Dingwall on crutches, so they'll not be back for a couple of weeks. Ross Is McCrory, it time to turn to somebody like Niall McGinn? You know, give him a bit of a, a shot, change it up a bit. Whatever you're doing at the moment doesn't seem to be working. Yeah, potentially. I mean, Matty Kennedy, I was really excited when he joined from St. Johnston, but his final ball is just not good enough. Mm. Ryan Hedges blows hot and cold. You know, McGinn does have that. He's done it there. He's been there before and done it, but it is worrying at Aberdeen. It is, you know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, we're not Celtic. We're not going to go and like sort of chant outside the ground because we lost. Well, you game. say that. You've walked right into my trap, John, because what was Ray Mysterio doing standing outside Pataudry with a big sign that he made from his mum's bedsheet? Well, he's always wanted to be there. Surely <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit harsh having a pop at, at Deke after, you know, come on, you're not Celtic as you say and you're still fourth in the league. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, McInnes' job is completely safe. You know, we, we've seen really worrying things coming out of Kilmarnock this week, uh, you know, asking for extra loans from the government. Uh, Aberdeen are not alone in Scottish football that are struggling for money as well. There's absolutely yep. no way they'd sack McInnes, who's on a contract until summer 2022. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, fans can vent their frustration if they want. I just, I would just like to see some sort of plan happening. And right now it's, it's difficult to see at Pataudry. But, yeah, as I say, Ross County looked really good. Really good. Really yeah, impressed. No, look, it's a trendy thing to do, to turn up at Sager Stadium and... Make a bit of a fuss, but I don't think it's going to lead to anything. Uh, but yes, good on Ross County. Moving on from that game, working our way further south. Uh, honking Hibs, uh, as we've been calling them recently. They've obviously been listening to the pod, John, and they've taken umbrage to that name because on Saturday... Honking Hibs. It, honking Hibs, it was a much stronger showing uh, from them against a, a fairly resurgent Kilmarnock of late, um, You know, who've had some results. Mm. Um, they looked a bit 
more like their old selves. Um, so what happened in this game? Well, Paul McGinn was all over the pitch. First half, um, I have been impressed in this season. A lot of energy about him. Uh, Rodgers did well to deny Gogic, who came flying in on the header. It's some serious pace, but it was nil-nil at halftime. Not an awful lot happened in the first half. Um, however, second half, big Josh Doig made a gallivanting run forward up the left wing, played it across the face of the goal, and Alan Power stabbed it in his own net. Um, it was a great ball, though, wasn't it? It was. And fun to see Josh Doig doing well again. Um, I don't think he's that fantasy relevant again, just because Lewis Stevenson's obviously just signed a new contract at Hibs, just played 500 games, so there will be that rotation risk. But yeah. uh, he's a really exciting young Scottish prospect. Uh, and As we keep saying, we really need good left-backs in Scotland. That's yeah. what we're lacking. <laughs> Yeah, maybe one day one will finally come through. Uh, no, it's good. I think I can see them just rotating Dog, Doig and uh, Stevenson over the next, certainly the rest of this season, next season even as well. Like, you want Stevenson to play, he's not going to be able to play every game. Do you want to bring Doig on, bring it on the right pace? It's probably the right thing to do, but yeah, it probably prevents him from being a, a, a you know, a shout regularly in fantasy, from fantasy perspective. Um, but yeah, it was good. Um where was I, John? Kabamba showed up um, from the bench and almost scored. Almost scored. Maybe it would have opened the floodgates for him. Denied by the post. Um, and then after a bit of a melee in the, in the box. Uh, a melee? Melee. Is it not a melee? Or a melee well, <laughs> Danny and I always called that game Super Smash Bros. Melee. So... You can forgive me for that pronunciation. Um, yes, Gogic, I think he's only be described as leathering it um, and it sort of seared into the top corner. And that was his first goal since scoring for Hamilton against Hibbs at Easter Road. Yeah. I mean, who knew that Gogic had that in, uh, in, his, in his locker? It was yeah. fantastic. Um, I, 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 was, I was a bit concerned about, you know, Nisbet here wasn't too involved in like the big chances of the game, obviously playing up front just off Irvin, just in behind him. Um, but I was sort of digging on some stats and he's still, Nisbet still second in the league with shots on target this season, not mm. including penalties. So he's obviously, he is there enough, but I don't know. I was just a bit worried. Scooby, are you worried about that at all? Yeah. I think he's played through anyway. My thing with Hibs is, and I think they're like, I'm envious of that squad now. I think they've got a brilliant squad, so many options in midfield, you know, good strike stuff. I don't know, think they know their best formation. Mm. I still don't think Jack Ross knows how to get the best out of that squad. You know, they've got, they've had good performances this year. They've scored goals where they have to, but they've just not managed to make it all click regularly. I think, you know, at the start of the season, it was like they weren't playing Allen and they needed to relax in a, a creative kind of force in the mid central midfield. They were trying to play five and they brought it back to four. He was playing a bit more. And then obviously he's gone. Malin was out. He's kind of coming back. I still think they're just lacking a bit of cohesion. Dodge has been awful again. He's gone on a real barn run after having a, a little bit of a bright spot before Christmas um, when this bit was out, actually. So you're sort of thinking, can these two play together? Mm. So I don't know. I, I think he's got work to do there, but no doubt about it. They've made some really, really good moves, as you said, and they've only reinforced that um, over the, over the January period. But um, but yeah, a bit of a funny one with Hibs. We'll see. I, I think they're still a good bet for third, though, if um, or second at this rate, but third if uh, if Aberdeen can't pull it together. 
Mm. We will see. Well, that brings us on. I feel like we are always talking about them at the moment. But I don't hate it. No. But I don't hate it. And that's obviously Livingston. We're loving Livingston. <laughs> We're absolutely loving We're Livingston. We're Livingston playing this week. Oh, it was Celtic. I'm <laughs> sorry, yeah. Twice. Celtic times two. I mean... We'll probably want to talk about the most recent game in the snow on the plastic pitch at the spaghetti had. All weather uh, pitch though, John. All weather yeah. pitch. I've always said that. The spaghetti was frozen <laughs> on Wednesday night. And obviously Livingston Martindale lined up his team in this game, saving themselves for the real test in Scottish football, which is this weekend in the League Cup semi-final, and of course not against the defending champions. Yeah. But I, I just thought Livy looked so well oiled in this game like yeah. there's martindale has just got them as a unit just playing with so much desire and courage that's it's really impressive you know as soon as they lose the ball they're really aggressive in the press trying to win it back within 30 seconds and then if you they don't win it within that say 30 second period it's very noticeable they'll all drop off into their own half set up and then be aggressive again in the tackle. Like, there's such a cohesion to what they're doing. And Martindale's only been in charge for, what, half a dozen games. It's so impressive what he's mm. done there. Mm. I mean, I, I, do you think I'm having that sporting director, football director role or whatever he was sort of in, mm. and knowing the squad intimately and, you know, being around training and stuff probably helped him. You know, it's, he's not like he's come right from nowhere. Mm. Yeah, and they made a really fun signing. Well, not a fun signing, but a really good signing, I thought, this week was uh, Jackson Longridge, uh, who made 120 appearances for Livy after signing from Stranraer in 2015 and helped them win promotions to the Scottish Premiership in 2018. And listen to this quote from Martindale about him. He trains every day, every day like it's his last, and he gives you everything on the park and is a terrific team player. And that just sums up Martindale's Livingston. It's all about the team. It's all yeah. about giving everything. You know, these guys aren't world beaters, but put together, they're giving the defending champions a run for their money. Absolutely. And twice they gave them a run for their money, I, I, you know, I would say. Um, I liked when they talked about the semi-final coming up and they said, you know, you're thinking, your mind's obviously looking towards that. And he said, no, like I've had my 19 or 20 in my head for a while. And I think that shows he knows his squad. He knows, um, and he knows that he can kind of, got that lovely, um, you know, that dilemma as a, as a manager where he can plug people in and he can try different things and he knows they're all going to play for him. So, um, yeah, really, really good stuff. I mean, just to recap, yeah, nil-nil in the first fixture. Um, not an awful lot to say there for someone like me who'd captain Frimpong, uh, who did play that game. That was good news. Um, but not an awful lot else to to talk about there. I actually thought best chance of the game fell to Effie Ambrose, um, who, surprise, surprise, was unmarked at a corner and almost scored against Celtic. And then we had Josh Mullen rattling the crossbar as well. So um, they certainly had their chances. But yeah, the Wednesday night fixture probably did a few more goals. Um, Kieran Brown opening the scoring after another terrible bit of defending um, from a set piece. Duffy, I are a bit on just nowhere to be seen. I mean, Duffy's saving his best for last. That's second goal sliding in the wrong direction from where the ball went. The man just makes himself into a gif every time he puts a Celtic shirt <laughs> on, just now, doesn't he? <laughs> I know. It's, 
I mean, it's getting to the point, like, does he have a career when he goes back down south? I mean, it's... I don't even... I just don't understand. I'm sure, I'm sure he'd get a game at Liverpool just now. Yeah, probably. They're desperate. Um, second, um, first goal comes. Um, Elianusi levels them um, from a corner. Nice move. Uh, another corner not too long later for Celtic. Really clever ball from McGregor, but it's unquestionably offside from Bitten. Um, I don't understand why the referees missed that. And we'd understand why Livingston were feeling a bit aggrieved by it. Um, but they didn't leave it at that. Livingston, as you said, organised, energetic all night, never dropped their heads. Um, it was Kieran Brown who was the playmaker this time. And Jay, not John, as I was rightly corrected last night, Jay Emmanuel Thomas, the big man, got his goal to draw them last. It was... Uh, yeah, cracking game. Very interesting stuff. It was in the snow. I mean, like, yeah, Ping and Fantasy Football Scotland, you know, obviously gutting that Mullen wasn't playing in this game. Pittman came on and had a great strike that, that could have seen returns for, I'm sure, a popular choice in Fantasy Football Scotland. How do I see Celtic, you know, just to end this part? Turnbull at 4.7 million is an essential in Fantasy Football Scotland. Get him in your teams. Uh, Frimpong as well, I still think, you know, despite that rotation midweek. I thought he was still pretty good and, yeah. um, you know, gets forward a lot and looks quite exciting. Lee Griffiths got an absolute whack um, in this game. So slightly concerned about him, but hopefully he'll come back fit and, you know, could be the option for your For Scotland fans, at least he's playing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just to sum up, you know, how annoying and brilliant Livy were, you just had to see what Scott Brown finally got punished for what he's been doing for the last 10 years in Scottish football. I thought we were going to make out that segment without that, but rightly so, John. Rightly so. Uh, I think we'll leave it on that. Let's leave it. That was the week that was. listeners i'm nearly at the bottom of my can of stella and it's part three of this week's fantasy fit bar pod this is the part where we answer the twitter spheres questions and try and guide you through what is going to be some choppy choppy waters in the few, in the next coming weeks Scooby. it is it is what can we do for you what the can shop we do is open. question wise the first one we have Scooby, for you is from richie uh, yeah. A lot of interactions with him on Twitter. So thanks again in touch, mate, and for interacting all the time on Twitter. He's asking, should he sell Ferguson for five million, and if he should sell him, where should he be looking to put those put that money? Put that money. Well, um, I probably wouldn't sell him this week because mm. Aberdeen are playing, uh, <laughs> and there's not an awful lot of teams you can say that about. Aye. So, Richie, you're probably going to try and I'd imagine you have somebody else in your squad that's underperforming and isn't playing um, and maybe has a couple of double game weeks coming up that you'd maybe pick instead. But I did get rid of Ferguson um, the week gone by there. I brought in Wotherspoon 
a little bit cheaper. I've managed to make a bit of money out of that transaction, about 0.7 million. Um, Wotherspoon looks like the player that's going to create a lot there for them. He's on set pieces and things. Uh, and as I mentioned at the start of the show, Melamed and, um, and Kane looking like potentially a bit of a partnership brewing. So I, I like I like Wotherspoon. Uh, he would be my suggestion. There you go. Fantastic. Well excited. Um, FPL Dan last week got in touch and we actually just missed out on his question, so I'll answer it this time. Uh-huh. When is the time to bench boost and triple captain? And I'm thinking this is becoming quite relevant, Scobie, because double game weeks coming up. Is this time that we should be using these chips if we've still got them? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we still have a bit of fun with them. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I think you can overthink... In, if you play fantasy football before here on FPL, you can overthink it and think, oh, I need to keep them to the end of the season. I've actually always been quite liberal with mine. Um, for better or for worse, I've used them. Still got all my, tra- my tokens, um, apart from a wild card, obviously, now. So, yeah, I'm definitely thinking um, that these fixtures look appealing. Um, certainly the one in game week 27, which is two weeks from now, where every club bar four have got double game weeks. So it's a bit that's, like if you're playing FPL this week, um, it's a bit like what we've just had there. Yeah, so that's that that reeks of a bench boost time, doesn't it? Yeah. And then the only, the only thing I'm thinking that week is I think Celtic have a double game week that week as well. And I think you'd be crazy not to triple captain either a Celtic or Rangers player during a double game week. I think that's when you're probably going to get the biggest chance of upside. And Rangers actually have no double game weeks coming yeah. up. Yeah. So I'm thinking about targeting that double game week for Celtic and we'd maybe be looking at a Turnbull potentially. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, maybe a defender like Frimpong who's, uh, you know, you get the clean sheet upside as well. Quite exciting. But I think definitely in the next few weeks, guys, if you've got those chips, this is going to be the time to use them. Definitely. Definitely. Um, there's one opportunity for, um, you know, potentially using it, somebody like Nisbet in that game week 27, St Mirren and Dundee United, but Quite stout defences there. So, um, yeah, I agree with you, John. Stoic. And uh, finally, from Fantasy Fitbar Half, our peers, thanks for getting in touch, guys. They've asked about bottom six assets for the wild card. Just to remind listeners, you get the wild card uh, when the bottom when the, the bottom six and top six split. Mm-hmm. And that will be coming up in game 32 or 33. Uh, so to answer that question, guys, I'm thinking Ross County, having watched them demolish Aberdeen at the weekend, they're obviously going to be in the bottom six because they are near the bottom of the table. But John Hughes has got great momentum going there. So what I'd say to that is Lacken, get him in. And Ollie Shaw, I'd 100% right now, if I was to make my wild card at the sixth split, Ollie Shaw would be one of the first names in the team sheet for me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. John, I think you've answered that beautifully. And uh, yeah, Peyton as well. At yeah. um, County, I'd, I'd also be considering to, you know, he's had, he had a, um, a haul of points of late. So, yeah, you've answered that one beautifully. I've got one last question, actually. I'm going to answer this. This is from our good friend. Yeah, this pod is made up of good friends. Support us all the way along. Uh, so, good, our good friend, um, Gary, who lives over in Australia, he said, um, John and Scobie, you're clearly well-versed in your craft of fantasy football. Why, thank you, Gary. Where do you find all the time in a typically busy day, week to do your research on players? When and how long does it take for you to finalise your teams? Uh, is that Gary... You've never been asked like that before. Uh, is that Gary Clement? Of yes, King? Gary Clement. I think we used to go to school with him. Yeah, yeah. He used yeah, to play cricket. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Funny no, that's a good, really good question. Uh, well, obviously, don't want to reveal too many secrets. Uh, but for me personally, it's just keeping up to date. I love keeping up to date with everything, all the interaction and ins and goings on in Scottish football during the week. And then it probably is a good hour or so of research, uh, yeah. either on the day or just during the week. To make sure that, that that's up to date, Scooby, what do you what do you think? Yeah, well, just because we love it. I mean, how could you not want to? Um, I think we've been spoiled this season. The game's been great, and the league's been mad, and it's just been so fun to to to, to play and be part of it. So yeah, um, I do a lot of setting my team and screenshotting and having a look back and looking at different options and working at different um, settings. So uh, that probably takes more time than it should, and definitely eats into my working week. But um, yeah, fantasy, we love it. But no, thanks for the question, Goose. Very, very good. Hopefully that helps you from being in <laughs> What, you think he's going to play next week? Um, <laughs> all right, we'll wrap it up. John, I have done my research this week. I know what's happening in the league. Uh, so a quick recap there. 40 points for me last week after taking a minus eight hit. 37 points for you, John. Top scorer in the league uh, was Oi, 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 Hudson Odoi with 55. So not a particularly high-scoring week this week. Um, that's a couple probably of a Chelsea fan in there somewhere yeah you'd think uh. probably not a happy happy man just now with how fat Frank's doing I would not say no uh, and then still top of the league win lose or draw Andrea well done um, but the gap is closed a little bit fascinating thanks very much well if you've got this far in the podcast listeners then it must mean you like us so go and please just leave us a review on whatever um podcast platform you're listening to us on it's great for the pods and it'll also help like-minded people find the pods because it'll be higher ranked when they search that kind of shite on the platform exactly do something good for the community please yep yeah pass the pod all right then thank you very much uh, everyone um try and get through this game week it's a bit of a stinker um but fun on the horizon 